Rogers scrambles He's left, winds up, runs the ball. He's got time at the 10 to the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown. And a dagger. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Gone for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewers Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for not only them diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I'm Tyler, a.k.a. T-Plush, your host for today, and I can be found on Twitter at Tyler Kurth. Today, I am joined with my good friend Trevor, a.k.a. Sunshine, who can be found on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And we're here to recap the Cubs series. They did it. They um, pulled a magical winning feather wand out of their asses and took three out of four against the Cubs. <laughs> um, four out of four would have been sweeter, but that now brings us to two games back in the wild card um, in which the Cubs are the team we are chasing. So all that is very good and dandy, and I'm in a good mood. How are you doing today, Trevor? <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm in a pretty good mood too, you know, still riding pretty high on that Packers win and outside of the Brewers winning that night or losing that night, um, it's been a pretty solid weekend for Wisconsin sports. And I said last week or not, well, I guess when you're listening to this, this is last week, um, after that Astros series that. You know, it gets very interesting if the Brewers are able to take three of four or sweep the Cubs, and they took three of four, so they're in position right now. I agree. It's it's a depressing time if you're a Chicago fan. <laughs> um, yeah, Wisconsin got the best of you these last couple days, as normal. So, I mean, I guess they're probably used to it at this point. Uh, For sure. <laughs> For sure. Well, well, we'll hop right into it. Uh, game one was on Thursday, and Brewers lose that one 10-5. A little slugfest there. All the Brewers' runs came via the home run. Uh, so Grandal had a homer, Perez did, and so did Corey Spanchenberg. Uh, but the Cubs got the last laugh. Uh, Kyle Schwarber absolutely destroyed a baseball for a grand slam. And I don't, it seemed like, especially in the first couple games of the series, the ball seemed almost extra juiced, if that makes any sense. The ball was flying off the bat. Uh, Grandal absolutely destroyed um, the home runs he got a hold of this weekend. And I was I like, I don't know, like, do you think maybe they could have did that? Because given the uh, magnitude of this series, um, to bring some more fans in, get some extra attention? I don't know, maybe, but... Uh, on the Brewer side, uh, the loss went to Matt Albers in Game 1. Oof, he was pitiful, um, recording only one out and giving up a boatload of runs, three earned runs. And he's been kind of cold as of late here now. And, you know, that seems to be 
what it's been like all season with these bullpen arms, but I don't know. How much faith do you have in Matt Albers right now, Trevor? Uh, I mean, throughout the year, he had been one of our more consistent arms, um, but I don't know. I haven't had a ton of faith in him even when he was consistent and consistently good, so I don't know. I haven't had any faith with him all year, and I'm kind of still in that boat at this point in the season. Yeah, his ERA has climbed up to 5.17 now uh, after that outing. So trending back towards uh, his status and how he kind of finished last year with the Brewers. And kind of how I look at a player like this time of the year, it's, you know, your hot guys are going to help you carry you into the playoffs, and then you have to make decisions like who makes playoff rosters and you know, we're we're Brewer fans. We're gonna hope the best. Hope we make the playoffs. But right now, like, I wouldn't put Albers on that playoff roster. Like, I don't think he'd be able to contribute a lot. I mean, we're seeing guys like Brett Suter's coming in and doing an amazing job. Even like Jay Jackson did good today. And I don't know. I think if the Brewers do end up making that push, I don't know if there's a spot for him. You know, despite how decent he has been or on and off, I guess, throughout most of the season. Would you put him on the playoff roster at all? <laughs> Probably, uh, just because I don't know who else is going to pitch. You mentioned Suter, Jay Jackson. Yeah, he faced one batter today, um, so I don't know. I don't. I think I might have more faith in Matt Elbers than I do in Jay Jackson. I feel like every time I watch Jackson, he's giving up runs. Um like every time I see him pitching. So I don't know. I I think he'll make the roster just because I don't think they have that deep of a bullpen that they can't not have him on the roster. That's fair. Yeah, Jay Jackson's got a 5.01 ERA. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I could see. He's technically, statistically, maybe a little better than Albers, but he's never pitched in those big moments like uh, – Albers has throughout the year, um, but he's just lost it right now, and he needs to find it. Uh, game two, Brewers win 7-1. to one. Uh, Zach Davies pitched for the Brewers. It was his sixth time facing the Cubs this year, which is incredible to think about. He went five innings, uh, only gave up one earned run uh, that came off a of Cassiano's homer. Christian Yelich uh, hit his 44th home run of the year, a three-run bomb in the fifth. Yasmani Grandal hit his 24th homer of the year, so we had a homer in back-to-back games Thursday and Friday. And that set a uh, franchise record for home runs by a catcher as a brewer, so it's exciting there. Uh, and then what really kind of shocked me about this game was Corey Spanchenberg had an RBI bunt single. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the last time the Brewers tried to bunt, period. Um, so the fact they did it um, and manufactured a run out of it is good. Um, good managing there by council. Um, and then not to mention, Corey Spencerberg's been pretty good defensively as well. Um, he's got a great throwing arm, and he's, uh, they were turning a double play later in the game, and he stood in and took a hit and delivered a perfect dime over to Thames. So... Props for him on that. And then we mentioned Suter a little bit, but he had two scoreless innings on Friday night's game. 
as well. Um, anything that you took out of particular in Friday's game, Trevor? Um, no, not really. Um, partially because I was at a bachelor party this weekend in the middle of nowhere with no reception and no TV. So I was off the grid pretty much. Um, and yeah, I didn't see any of this game, but obviously Grandall seems to be getting pretty damn hot. Um, right when we need him to Christian Yelich continues to be an amazing baseball player. So it really seems like the guys that we kind of expected to carry the team all year are really starting to get hot right now. And that's exactly what we need at this point. Agreed. And, uh, then going to Saturday's game is probably one of the most exciting Brewer games of the year. I mean, obviously it's hard to top think all the way back to opening day already. That was, there were so many highlight plays in that game. Um, but Saturday was up there as well. Brewers win 3-2. to two. Um, Ended up winning off a Christian Yelich walk-off double. Uh, but Gio Gonzalez was on the mound, and he went five innings. Freddie went two, so they combined for seven innings, only giving up one earned run. And then it kind of got interesting from there. Um, bases were loaded. Um, Junior Guerra, Drew Pomeranz kind of got into some trouble um, and then Josh Hader was came in expecting to clean up the mess, um, which he did. He limited the damage. He only gave up one run, um, which he walked in. So uh, kind of frustrating there, but kind of how I mentioned it earlier, when you're throwing more sliders and, uh, yeah, you might lose some of that. Well, I don't say lose your command, but you might tend to walk a few more batters and he was pitching away to uh anthony rizzo was who he walked and he's pitching him outside the whole time and just missing his spots barely so um eventually he would go two innings and the brewers would get the win from there um ninth inning when all the excitement happened tyler austin reached off an air and then with two outs christian yelich hit a absolute rocket in the left and Schwarber, uh, he couldn't track the ball down. He misplayed it terribly. It took a very generous Brewer hop off the wall, and that allowed Austin to score all the way from first. Only other news from Saturday, too, is Christian Yelich stole three bases in that game, which uh, put him in the uh, 40-30 club. Um, he's The last player to do that was Ryan Braun, weirdly enough, in 2012. So... That just shows you kind of how rare this club is. And it kind of got me thinking, I'm like, really? Because you think of all these other great baseball players, I'm like, Mike Trout's never done that. Um, so really elite company that Christian Yelich is walking into here. Uh, and then uh, Grandall did homer again on Saturday. So he had a streak of three homers in three games there. Um, but anything else you took away from Saturday's Incredible victory. Um, no, I mean, other than just like in game two, you know, that those two, Grandal and Yelich, are really, really heating up. Um, and that's just an incredible feat from Christian Yelich to be in that 40-30 club. Um, that's great stuff and really pounds home the fact that 
he is having yet another MVP caliber season. So uh, before Saturday's game, Tyrone Taylor got called up to the the big league club. Um, He had been on the 40-man roster pretty much most of the season. And apparently before he got the news that he was going to be going to the Brewers or up with the Brewers, he was uh, interviewing for a job with FedEx. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that's just frustrating like a man who's on the 40-man roster your offseason consists of working at FedEx that's just makes the minor league pay seem like a joke but cool for him because now he's with the club and we're in a race for the playoffs so <laughs> uh and then Sunday's game uh Brewers win eight to five and Really, out of that game, Tyler Austin had his signature moment, uh, belting a three-run homer, um, kind of opened the game up for the Brewers. Um, they kind of let the Cubs come back a little bit in the ninth. Jimmy El- Jimmy Nelson, excuse me, struggled, um, giving up two earned runs and only recording an out. So Josh Hader had to be used again um, to get the save, which was kind of interesting. Cause he pitched two innings on Saturday, and he has. All season long, he has not come in the day after pitching two innings, but he had no issues today striking up both of his batters. Um, but I think really the interesting part about this Cubs series, obviously we got some wins, but we saw lots of impacts um, from other guys like Hernan Perez, Corey Spanchenberg, Tyler Austin today, um, at least on the offensive side. like These guys are contributing and you know, I told you if we're gonna make a run, we're gonna need more than just Christian Yelich to carry us. And yeah, they're they're getting the job done right now. And I know like Hernan Perez's MLB ceiling isn't very high, but when he's on, he's can play some meaningful innings and help us win some ball games. Um, is there anyone else offensively that you've kind of been impressed with, with the way they might be picking it up, or um, any key contributors going down the uh, last 20 games of the season here who you're looking to help us get some more victories? Um, I mean, we didn't. I didn't hear much from Moose in this series, so I feel like with Grandal picking it up, Yelich being... Christian Yelich, um, and if we really see kind of early season Mike Moustakis, um, I really feel like this could happen very easily if he really picks it up. And then, you know, like you said, you are going to need impacts from other players, and Corey Spanchenberg has been playing well. Um, He had a triple in that game four on Sunday, and – I mean, it's great to see, and that's what you're going to have to see, especially um, from a pitching staff is more what I'm looking for. Like, what, who is going to step up and be consistent in this stretch run? Can Matt Elbers figure it out? Um, can Brett Suter be relied upon? He has been good so far. Um, can he be relied upon the rest of the way? Don't know. Can Jimmy Nelson somehow figure it out? Um that's kind of what I'm more focused on to make sure when the offense does have these outbursts of good run production, is the bullpen able to kind of nail it down and make sure we get the win. 
Right. And yeah, good call with Moose. Um, he is still out nursing that hand injury, so he didn't start a, uh, a single game against the Cubs this weekend. Um, but speaking of... I thought, I, th- I thought he played in Sunday's game. Because when they brought Travis Shaw in, they said that um, he was the third third baseman. Perez started, and then Moose came in for a little bit, and then Travis Shaw came back in. Yeah, so yeah, he's played a little bit, but he hasn't started um, a game or completed a game fully, (laughs) which is a bummer. But, I mean, that's kind of what the Brewers have been dealing with all season. And you also just reminded me, um, speaking of bullpen help, Brandon Woodruff uh, should hopefully be returning soon-ish. Word is he threw uh, simulated two innings in the bullpen the other day, and he's going to try and contribute the last two weeks of the season. So I know it's kind of a very broad timetable, but looking at the calendar, that means we could see Brandon Woodruff as early as next week sometime. Um I don't. I highly doubt it would be in a starter's role, at least to start off with, seeing how he's been out for so long. Um, but I mean, he was in the bullpen last year, and <laughs> he was great out of there. So um, he could definitely help lock down um, this bullpen as well. And then, yeah, you mentioned guys who you know and for sure want to get it done. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, I don't think so. But Drew Pomeranz says been impressive we talked about on the last podcast how i downplayed uh the trade when we initially got him but he's been brilliant and it's nice to have a lefty in there that can pitch to righties and lefties so um, unlike claudio is normally used against lefties only so uh, no it's another option out there for council for sure and then on the offensive side kesson here is also expect expected to uh hopefully be back Again, same time frame as Woody, um, as early as next week. Um, but he did do some jogging on the field today, so good to see him out moving a little bit. But, man, those would be good bats to get back to. <laughs> get Hiera back to full health, Moose, and keep winning these games. Like, yeah, this is doable. I, I think we can definitely make a push in that regard. Um, did you happen to uh, take a look at our upcoming schedule at all, Trevor? It is it is pretty favorable. Um, I saw it on the broadcast today. So yeah, um, we got I the uh, the Marlins for. Four. It looked like. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. It looked like the only one that I was really worried about was the St. Louis series. Yep. So, St. Louis. It will be this upcoming weekend. Um, so it's the Marlins for four, and then Cardinals, and then our remaining series are against Padres, Pirates, Reds, Rockies. So literally only the Cardinals are above 500 <laughs> for teams that we play. And you look at our other uh, NL Central rivals here. So I think the Cardinals are a good example. Um, they're six and a half up. Uh, of the Brewers right now, so you might think that's a pretty tall task, like we don't even stand a chance at winning the uh, Central, but the Cardinals' remaining series are the Rockies, Brewers, Nationals, Cubs, Diamondbacks, Cubs. <laughs> so minus Colorado, all those other teams are above 500. So crazier things have happened. I would not rule out the NL Central yet, really. Um, 
Granted, there's only 20 games left, but a lot can happen in those games. <laughs> You're about to tell me I'm stupid for thinking we can win the Central, aren't you? <laughs> well, I mean... I don't know. What's the division right now? How far are we back? Six and a half. Oh, yeah, that's rough. I, I don't know if they can do six and a half. They needed all of September to do five last um, last year, and the Cardinals don't show any signs of slowing down. That's true, but their schedule, man. I would not want that schedule going down the stretch. <laughs> There's a lot of tough competition there. Um, but I mean, the Brewer, if the Brewers win every series and sweep at least one, probably two, then it could happen, especially if they sweep the Cardinals in there. <laughs> That's true. I mean, think about it. If, say, by the time we play St. Louis and say we're still six and a half back from them, even if, and then we sweep the Cardinals, then we'd be three and a half back. And then you're looking at 13 games left in the season and, eh. Still plenty of time to make that push right there. <laughs> it's baseball. Crazy things can happen. <laughs> um, yeah, and if when we play the Cardinals this upcoming weekend, correct? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, if the Cardinals lose a series and the Brewers win a series, especially if the Brewers go take 3 of 4 or 4 of 4 from Miami, that really puts the pressure on St. Louis, especially if they lose one or two in this next week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, well, Cardinals definitely um, not good schedule for them. Uh, looking at the Cubs, they have the Padres the, this week, and then they have Pirates, Reds, Cardinals, Pirates, and then end with the Cardinals again. So that's uh, probably 50-50 um, between tough and not-so-tough opponents, but Cardinals definitely – lose the uh, schedule uh, battle right there. So I think it helps out, too, that the Cardinals and Cubs will be playing each other a lot. They have six games left against each other, so someone's got to lose all their all those games yet. So um, standings definitely could be shaken up um, by the time we're talking three, four weeks from now. <laughs> um, but... We do have Marlins up first, so we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. We've got to take it one game at a time, as they're doing. Um, so we'll send uh, Lyles to the mound on Monday, Anderson, Davies, and then Gonzalez to wrap up the series. And I know we didn't do well against the Fish last time, but, hey, that was in June. And, and this is a crucial stretch now because you can't just kind of overlook this team and think, ah, whatever it's just the marlins like we gotta go in and we gotta win no matter what so any other final thoughts you have trevor uh no i'm just excited to see what the brewers can do um and i will be very very op optimistic if the brewers come out and sweep the marlins going into that will cardinal you, series will that make you uh convinced that they can win the division <laughs> If they sweep the Marlins and take the Cardinals, or the other way, or if they take the Marlins and sweep the Cardinals, then I'll think about it. Then I'll probably be very much on the bandwagon. Okay, so you're saying they've got to win like 
six games this week out of their seven <laughs> to make you believe that? Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, I hope they do it for all of our sakes because the Brewers are starting to reel their fans back in now because we're playing a little bit better. So let's get some get some hype going the Brewers' way again. Um, yeah. If you don't have – do you have anything else at all? <laughs> no, I do not. All right. Well, then we will talk to everyone next after the Marlins series. So be Thursday, nope, Friday before that next podcast comes out because it's a four-game series. So we will uh, talk to you guys all then and keep on believing. Go Brewers!